Give the Lord your best praise. Come on. Can somebody echo God's gratefulness in his life, in her life today? Come on, you can do better than that. Give him praise for just a minute or two. Open your mouth and just give thanks to him. For in this pulpit, we worship Jesus. In this pulpit, we glorify only Jesus. It's not the name of our pastors. It's not even the name of this church. It is your name, Jesus, that we praise. Hallelujah. May you keep on standing as we read the Word of God. And may you open your Bibles with me on Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. I'll be reading from the ESV version. If you don't have that Bible version, it will be on your screen. I just felt like that I needed to do that deep in my soul. To be reminded that in this sacred pul pulpit, it is Jesus. Honestly, kinakabahan po ako ngayon dahil it's been a while that I have stood here. So I thank the pastors and the staff for just giving me an overdue time <laughs> to take care of my family. So let us read the word of the Lord. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked unto the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generations to generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has brought down the mighty of their thrones and exalted those who are humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offsprings forevermore. May you pray with me. Heavenly Father, let your words and your words alone change and transform us today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, your servant, O oh God, is just an instrument today. We want to hear you and only you. We want to experience you and only you. That's what we are praying for. That even before we get out of this place, Lord, we have a fresh and new encounter of Jesus. For your mercies are new every morning. That's what your word says. And that's what we believe today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One more time, can you give him praise? And as you do, you can sit down. 
We're going to continue our preaching series, The Christmas Retold. And I have entitled my preaching today, The Songs of Christmas. I'm glad to tell you this morning that the Christmas story that we know of is a musical. For as you read the intricate detail of St. Luke's version of his story, the Christmas story, you will encounter from one scene to another. Mary will st now start to sing her song, Magnificat. It's an Italian word of magnificence or giving glory to God. And then to the next scene, as Pastor Jonathan Arenton preached last Sunday, you will see that Zechariah will start to sing in a prophetic form. And then after a few scenes from there, you will find the angels singing. Singing with the shepherds as our Lord Jesus Christ has finally come here on earth. You see, the Christmas story is a musical indeed. And rightfully so, because it is a story of the fulfillment of God's covenant to redeem us from sin and death through His Son, Jesus Christ. What's your song this Christmas? Is it in the tune of, Ibigay mo na ang aming Christmas bonus? Or is it in the tune of, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas? Or is it Jingle Bells? Or the songs of, who always greet us and pressure us here in the Philippines. November palang, we already hear his songs and see his commercials on the first week of November. It's so pressuring. The very legendary uh, Jose Marichan. Thank you, Pastor Joshua. <laughs> but you see, the song of Christmas are songs of brokenness. It is a song of a contrite heart, of obedience and humbleness. Songs of declarations of God's sovereignty, His mercy. And it is a song of rejoicing, as we have just read in our main text today. The song of Mary. It is a song of rejoicing in His greatness over our lives. I have a question for you, and let this be a guiding question for us. And I pray that today we will appreciate more the significance of Mary's song in our Christian life. And to guide us, what are these two, song, two questions, rather? Number one, from my inmost being, can I sing like Mary? Can I sing like Mary's Magnificent? Meron ba akong paghuhugutan? Because if you will review the very text that we just read, it's not just filled of emotion or brokenness or a heart that is contrite. May pinaghuhugutan si Mary. That's why out from the abundance of her heart, her mouth started to open and say, Oh, I have found exceeding joy. As I obey you, Lord. The second question is this. 
Can I live a life of perpetual obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ? Just as how Mary humbled himself, herself, just as how Mary abandonedly obeyed God. To answer these questions is our goal today, Lighthouse. At the end of this preaching, I pray that we will have a deeper understanding of the significance of Mary's song in our Christian life. And there's no better method to accomplish that but by retelling the story. Not just studying it literally, but I believe so the Word of God should also be heard orally. Because from the hearing of the Word of God, what does the Scripture say? Faith, hope, strength. That's how it starts. That's why I thank God that in our 33 years lighthouse, we are still doing this. It is very important to remind ourselves, remind our children of the story. The Bible is filled with story. The Bible is a story of God's love. There is no better story that you can read for yourself and the generations to come but the Word of God itself. But now, let me just you know, insert this on the side. Before we even refresh our minds of the story of Christmas, I believe so there is this, if I may say, the elephant in the room that has to be discussed first. And it starts with the question, why did God granted such favor to Mary? Why Mary? Of all the young people in her age, in her area, bakit si Mary? It's important for us to ask this because we as Christians, every time we look at Mary, every time we hear the story of Mary, or every time we even hear the name of Mary, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to react. It is important for us to discuss this briefly today because for most of us who grew up in a Catholic home, we had a different view of Mary, of what we know as of today as a Christian. Or vice versa. Maybe, like me, you grew up in a born-again Christian home. And because of that, we don't know how to figure out Mary because of the unlikely beliefs of our Catholic friends or relatives. So let me explain to you Briefly, before we go back to the story, bakit nga ba? Bakit nga ba Mary is so controversial? Why is it that every time we hear her name, we hear her story, there is this tug in our heart na parang hindi ko ma-figure out ano ba talaga? Why did God chose her? Is it because she is so righteous compared to the other ladies in her time? Did she really live a sinless life? All these questions. And I tell you, it's just simply because we have these two extreme views 
of Mary. The first one, if I may say, on the left. The Catholic dogma teaches us this word, the hyperdulia of Mary. If you will see now in the very picture that you see in the screen. Hyperdulia meaning hyperveneration. The Catholic teaches or the Catholic uh, Dogma teaches us this hyperveneration. Masyado nilang tinataas ang pag-honor nila sa pangalan ni Mary. It simply means hyper-honor. So meaning, if there is a hierarchy of saints, Mary is on the top before God. The word latria means the worship and adoration, and it's only due to God. So hyperdulia is the highest honor amongst the saints, and it is due to Mary. Now, believe me or not, this is the official statement of the Catholic Church. They do not worship Mary. They do not pray to Mary. But they pray through her as a mediator. So this hyperdulia or this hyperveneration leads now to these five keys of teachings in their doctrine. And number one is theotokos, meaning Mary is the mother of God. For us Christians, there's always going to be a big question mark there. Mary is the mother of God. They believe in the perpetual virginity. Mary was a virgin before, during, and after, and in the birth of Jesus Christ. But the scripture tells us very clearly, after Jesus was born, God blessed the virgin Mary to have her own family with Joseph. He didn't stay virgin forever. They believe in the immaculate conception that Mary was conceived without original sin. The scripture tells us she needed a savior. The assumption of Mary, meaning her body was taken here out of earth and raised up to heaven. Parang si Moses. And now they believe in the teachings of the co-redemptrix, the mediatrix, that she is an advocate. She is part of this salvation that we have received. In Jesus Christ, and her role is highly important. But let me tell you this. But if we will go back to the scriptures, all of these beliefs are contrary to the natural inclination of what God is saying. Let me name a few verses. John chapter 1 verses 1 to in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. Meaning Jesus did not have a beginning. Meaning Jesus beginning didn't existed in you know Mary's womb. Jesus already existed before time began. Galatians chapter 4, But when the fullness of time had come, God, it is God who sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under law, meaning 
Mary came in a time-bound world long after the creation of the universe. She, like all of us human beings living here on this humble earth, she is not divine. She is not from everlasting to everlasting. Psalm 139 verse 3, You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted and are acquainted with all my ways. Hebrew chapter 7, verses 25, teaches us that it is Jesus who intercedes for us and not Mary. Romans chapter 8, verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit intercede with us with groanings too deep for words. Meaning as a born-again Christian, we do not believe in a quaternity, meaning a union or a group of four. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Mary. We believe in the Trinitarian view. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit who is intimately acquainted with our ways and constantly interceding for us. But the other extreme view is caused by us, Protestants, born-again Christians. Every time we see Mary, and I can attest to this because I grew up with a, such judgmental eyes. Every time I would see my Catholic friends praying in the rosary, holding their rosaries and praying, putting their hands in the cross in their Catholic church and praying as if, that, you know, my, my assumption was that very cross, wooden cross itself gives power and healing to their bodies. That's the other extreme view of us born-again Christians. We have viewed Mary with unintentional or intentional judgment in our eyes. That she is the reason for all of these beliefs that we do not need to pray directly to God because God is divine. He does not understand us. We need a mediator. We need the mother of God who is human, who knows our pain, who knows our suffering. That's the other extreme way. We have Judge Mary that she is the cause of all this rampant idolatry in the Catholic Church, our brothers and our sisters also in Christ, if I may say. But you see, our own assumptions today will also be challenged if we will go back to the Word of God. The Word of God says in Luke chapter 1, verse 42, and this is uh, Elizabeth, I believe so, and she exclaimed, with a loud cry, blessed are you, Mary, among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So how do we resolve this conflict of assumptions? The best way to do that is to go back to the story. Go back to the scripture. For the scripture will tell us who Mary was, how she responded 
in the call of the Lord. How she pointed that, Lord, I am just your bond servant. Be it unto me according to your words. Your glory, not mine. It is very important for us to have a middle place. The Word of God. Are you reading the Word of the Lord? Are we a people of His Word, Lighthouse? So we need to go back to the story. And let me read to you. It was on the sixth month. This is Luke chapter 26, verse 38. It was on the sixth month that the angel Gabriel, one of the two names that God has named in his scriptures that came down here on earth, meaning that this angel is bearing a very important mission. This angel is not just famous because of his name, but because of what he brings. He was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Now, I believe this with all of my heart. I may not be a female, but I did experience get, you know, being engaged and being in one flesh with my beautiful wife. And I remember, you know, I cannot sleep. I cannot wait. I was so excited to get married that day. So for Mary, I believe so, as human as she is or she was, I believe so, she wasn't thinking of, when will the angel of the Lord come? When will he declare that I am the chosen one? My friend, she was betrothed to a very handsome man. I believe so. She was thinking of the wedding. I believe so. She was looking at the future of, you know, what kind of celebration they will have that day and what kind of life that they will have as husbands and wife. What will be the faces of their children? What kind of life will they have in the humble town in Nazareth? As a young lady, that's what you're thinking, especially if you're a girl, someone told me that if men, you know, are so excited to get married, you know, in a week or in a month, ladies, girls, they have been dreaming it since they were little. <laughs> they enjoy walking in the aisle and throwing those flowers. Yes, today I am a flower girl, but daddy, look at me. You're going to march with me. I'm going to get married soon. <laughs> I believe so. That was in her mind. It was not the angel coming. Though I believe so, she knows the scripture of God. She, believe, she belongs in the house of David. 
In Deuteronomy, God will encourage the parents, make sure that the Word of God is posted in your doors, in your doorframe. Make sure that the Word of God is being taught to the next generation and to the next. She knows the Scripture. So maybe for sure, she had that in her mind. But during that night, on that sixth month, I believe so, she was surprised. That's why the Scripture says, Oh, <laughs> what a greeting. <laughs> what, what, what is the meaning of this, Gabriel? Siguro in her mind, she was already thinking, Did I do something wrong? Did Joseph, you know, did a sinful act? Are we still going to get married? What is happening? What is all of this commotion? Why are you here, <laughs> Gabriel? Nakakatuwa pag sinosurprise tayo ni Lord, right? Because it simply means that He keeps His promises. Prior to this, it has been 400 years or so that there was silence over the land. There was no prophets being raised. No word straight from the throne of God that is being preached. What they only have is the scripture, the Tanakh, the Torah. That's what they have. And Mary, as devoted, as much as she was devoted to the scripture, still, in her humanly form, she was surprised of this greeting. And Mary, now, as the story continues, the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. Such a wonderful story. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will go to him, the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Again, Mary has to question this angel that surprised her. How can this be? I'm still a virgin. Ginulat mo na nga ako. Tapos ngayon, guguluhin mo pa yung utak ko. Eh, ikakasal ako sa pinakagwapong lalaki dito sa bansa namin, guguluhin mo ako ngayon na mabubuntis ako? Anong kalokohan to? <laughs> Alam mo ba na ang chismis dito eh napakabilis kumalat? <laughs> Maybe that's what in her mind she was thinking of the consequences that comes along with this wonderful greeting. And the only answer for her is this. Oh, Mary, it is God. Nothing is impossible in the Lord. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. 
and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born and will be called the Holy Son of God. And then the angel also gave her another bomb of news. The angel said, oh, by the way, your relative Elizabeth, she's already pregnant. Six months already. <laughs> the barren woman, nothing is impossible in the Lord. The Lord doesn't just keep His promises, but He displays His glory as He fulfills His covenant to us. And maybe, dahil nagulat si Mary, wala na siyang masabi, maybe, but she said this with all of her heart, O Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Let it be unto me, O God. Whatever you are saying right now, even if it will change the course of my life, let it be. Because you just have said the key words that I am looking for. Nothing is impossible in God. My faith rise up right now and rejoices. Oh, let it be unto me according to your word. The song of Christmas is a song of brokenness and a contrite heart. Mary, I believe so, was balancing the very desires of her life and the very desires of what God wants for her. The mission that God wants to see in Mary's life. And in humbleness, she said, let it be unto me. According to your word. Perpetual obedience. And the story goes that as the angel departed her, the story continues that she has now to travel to Judah, to Elizabeth, because she got this second news that her relative Elizabeth is what? Pregnant, a barren woman. An old lady, pregnant, and that baby is John the Baptist, who will be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Mary is wise, because if there is someone who can understand Mary's situation, it was Elizabeth. She has to go and travel, and it is a far distance going to Judah. So if you may allow me, I believe so. Siguro nung nakasakay si Mary in the donkey going to Judah, she was already perhaps, maybe, I don't know, contemplating of the decisions that she just had made. Tama ba tong ginagawa ko? <laughs> Can you relate to that? Have you ever had a season in your life when you said yes to God and in your journey of obedience to God, you have those moments na parang hindi na yata tama to, ha? Parang, <laughs> parang pahirap ng pahirap yung challenges. Ha? Parang, Lord, 
Kakaiba na yung nangyayari sa buhay ko ah. I tell you, I feel Mary. The moment I emailed Pastor Jojo and, and pressed that enter button and said, Yes, Lord. I answer your calling to become a pastor. But I tell you this, that night, after I press entered and closed the laptop, that very moment, Tama ba ginawa? Tama ba yung decision ko? Lord, is it? Parang ano ha, parang may nangyayari dito sa kalooban ko, Panginoon. Ha? There is something happening in my heart and in my very soul. And Mary needed someone, a friend, who is filled by the Spirit. And in this story, I tell you, that's a good encouragement for us. If you are obeying God, and you are going through that season, surround yourself with people who are filled with the Spirit of God. Surround yourself with people who will affirm you of your obedience to God, who will affirm you of your faith and your abandoned, surrendered obedience to God, and not to people who will judge you or make law of you. Eh, ikaw kasi, born again, born again Christian kayo. Ayan, tuloy nangyari sa'yo. Surround yourself with people who is spirit-filled. Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. And the story tells us the moment Mary greeted Elizabeth, the babe, the very baby John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb, Leap for joy on Mary's voice. And Elizabeth said to Mary, Oh, blessed are you. Blessed are you, Mary, for you have chosen the path of God. You have chosen to be humble and to obey the Lord. Blessed are you, Mary, compared to all these women here in our nation. You have surrendered your life to the very mission that God has placed in your hand. How can I tell? Because the forerunner of God is also rejoicing in my belly. She is, he is rejoicing. And to that, Mary, maybe contemplating in her decisions as she rode that donkey all the way to Judah, but now has a different countenance because her faith was affirmed and she started to sing. She started to sing and it's so weird because the Word of God says in verse 46, And Mary said, it was a prayer, but it was a poetic prayer. Theologians would study this and have a recognition that, oh, it is a wonderful song. It is poetically wonderfully made. So she started out from the abundance of her heart. As she got that affirmation, she said, My soul magnifies the Lord. Hallelujah. And my spirit rejoice in the God my Savior. The very text 
that we just read. Bakit hindi kaya natin narinig si Mary kumanta during in her journey to Judea? Or just right after? She needed a little bit of help. She needed a little bit of push. She needed a little bit of affirmation that, Anak, what you're doing is right. You see, my friends, obedience to God, even though there are some sacrifices that we have to do on the left and on the right, and I don't know what that is, how heavy it may be, how important it may be for you. But when you follow the Lord, when you obey God, you find joy. For it is God now who fulfills the desires of your heart. Can you give the Lord your best praise? <laughs> Hallelujah. When she obeyed the Lord, that's what happened. Lord, I don't care anymore of my desires to get married, to have a family of my own. Kayo na po bahala. As your word tells me, I will just follow you. But now that this affirmation came to me that also is straight from your throne, that what I am doing is right, oh, I rejoice in the God, my Savior. My spirit is filled with such songs, so let me sing this magnificent. What can we draw from this abundant wellspring of prayer? And let me preach to you now. Number one, the scripture of God is the catalyst of our worship to God and for God. And let me repeat that all aloud, that our worship should be to God and for God alone. And that it starts from knowing who God is. So if you are not reading the very words of God, literally, if you are not studying the word of God, Orally, so you can recall and remember, so you can process it. Or you will always have a question in yourself. Why is it that when I come here every Sunday, it's so hard for me to raise my hands? It's so hard for me to worship the Lord. Kailangan, hintayin ko pa yung worship leader kumanta ng aking favorite song. At ako ay tataas ng kamay. My friends... It starts from the Word of God and His glory. We cannot do anything anymore to augment it. Mary's Magnificat, the poetic song of Mary, didn't augment God's glory, didn't add it on His glory and His sovereignty. God was sovereign already. God was glorious already. So if we are a people of His Word, every time we come here, every time we worship the Lord in our own personal time, we have all the reason to worship the Lord, for He is glorious. I don't know, maybe you sing, maybe a little bit out of tune, or maybe you have a perfect pitch. But it doesn't matter because God is already glorious. 
You don't have to wait for your favorite song to be sung here on the stage so you can lift up your hands. The moment you come here, God is already glorious. You lift up your hands for who He is. That's the significance of Mary's prayer in her Christian life. He saw God. And why do we say it's in the Scriptures? Oh, I tell you, Mary was devoted to the Scripture of God. If you will look at the very screen, there are so many Bible verses linked in that song itself. Napakadami, bilangin niyo po. It's all in the Scripture of God. It's all a foreshadow of the Scripture of God. How glorious He is. How mighty He is. How merciful He is. Scripture, Scripture, Scripture. Are we a people of His Word, Lighthouse? We know this because in her very young age, she would sit down in the synagogue. Even though she doesn't have a copy of the Word of God, she would memorize what's being preached in the synagogue. And out of the abundance of her heart, it's not just her brokenness. Her heart, it is the Word of God that is coming out. His glory. His promises. That's why this song is so beautiful. Have you ever asked that to yourself? Maybe you have been here in this church community for a long time now. But after service and after months and years, you will have this stuck in your heart. Bakit kaya? Bakit kaya pag nakikita ko sila nag-worship, grabe, all out sila. Bakit kaya ako, kahit lang magtaas ng kamay, hindi ko magawa? Why is it that the pastors and the elders, when they come here, all out, grabe, kulang lalang, may laway, sipon, pawis, iyak, kasama. Every time they will glorify the Lord. Bakit ang dami-daming sinasabi ni Pastor Josh pag lagi siya nandito nagpa-pastoral prayer? It is because these people are so deep in the Word of God. The worship starts by knowing who God is. And when you know God, you also know who you are. And she said, Lord, I am a humble servant. I am your bond servant. There are two servants during their ancient time. A servant who can come and go. A servant who is under contract. But the word that Mary blurted out from her very inmost being, Lord, I am your bondservant, meaning I am yours 100%. My life belongs to you. It doesn't belong to me anymore. And how can she say that? Because in the scripture itself, she has experienced God's glory. Napakalalim ng theology ni Mary, my friends. 
Are we a people of His Word? And I wanted to challenge everyone, starting next year, if I may propose to Pastor Jojo and to everyone, that starting next year, every month, we study the Word of God from one cover to another, hanggang matapos po natin, hanggang ma-repeat natin, two times, three times, four times, I don't care. As the equipped ministry continues to pray and ready ourselves for next year, I challenge everyone to join us. Pray for me as your equipped pastor. Why? Because if there is one thing that we need to be equipped of, it is the Word of God. We should have that hunger and thirst of the Word of God. Do we know the Word of God? Do we know the God who is living in this Scripture? Because I tell you, if we do, your worship lifestyle will change. The way you live your Christian life will change. Mary's life changed. She pointed everything now to God. She surrendered herself to God. And because she is so filled of the Scripture, and this is the second thing that we can learn from, this wellspring of prayer. And it is connected. If you are so filled with the Scripture, if your core, the centrality of the Word is intact, you are now overflowing with the Spirit of God. And the second thing is this. She lived a God-centered life. A God-centered life started now to grow in her as her self-centeredness starts now to diminish. More of you, Lord, in my life. Less of me. That is what the Word of God can do to you and me today. The revelation of God's glory in these scriptures will give you more hunger and more alignment. Oh Lord, your ways are higher than my ways. Why would I follow my own dreams and plans if your plans for my life is this and that compared to mine? Why oh, will obey you? Centrality, theocentric life, more of God and less of us. You gain now a different view in life through God's per perspective. Your mission in life now is to fulfill, not to fulfill your fleshly desires, but the, de the desires of God as He fulfills the desires of your heart. Amen. Those are the two things that we can draw from the very words of God. And Mary, as she sang this beautiful song, it's all about God, for God, and to God alone. I believe so. She is not just a singer singing the first Christmas song. I believe so. She is a theologian. For she says in the very scripture, the very doctrine of God that Mighty is our God in Luke, cha Luke chapter 1, verse 49. In verse 49b, holy is our God. Merciful is our God, for He has looked unto the humble. 
estate of his servant. Faithful is our God. His mercy is for those who fear him from generations to generations. It is God, 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 God. A theocentric life. If you are filled with the scripture, that's what can happen in your life. Because that's what happened in the life of Mary. Mary is pointing to us, my friends, in the very scripture itself. It's not about me. Don't pray to me. It's about Him. It's about God. God, 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 not me. He is my Savior. And He should be your Savior as well. A wonderful, you know, points. And I believe so if we will just study more, and it will take weeks, we can draw more in here. She also enumerates very beautifully the doctrine of humanity in her song. Mary acknowledges her humble state, verse 48. The reversals of fortune. God exalts the humble and He brings down the mighty. And I believe so. The Word of God doesn't negate the rich because we always hear that, right, in the Word of God. Mas mabuti pa ang mahirap. Ang mga mayayaman, mahihirapan sila pumasok sa, pa, sa langit. That's not what the Word of God teaches us. I believe so. Verse 52, God was not, you know, judging just the rich, those who are rich financially or whatever they have acquired here in this humble earth. But God is negating those who are rich but self-centered. Those who are dependence is on their self and not to God. I have established these riches. I have established this so much money. Kaya nga meron, meron akong bagong sasakyan. Kaya nga meron akong bagong bahay. Alam mo ba na tatlo na yung credit cards ko? Alam mo ba, ba sa, sa stocks? Medyo mataas-taas na ang kinikita ko ngayon. Those are the kind of people who doesn't depend on the glory of God. Why? Because their life is not centered in the Word of God. In His glory alone. So what does the Word of God says? I will kick out those who are rich so that they will understand you may acquire all the riches here on earth, but this desire in you, this void, this God void thing in your heart, no one can fulfill that. No one can complete that, but just me. So you go. Be dependent in yourself. Do not obey me. Do not follow my words. But I tell you, you will find no peace and you will find no joy. Just like how Mary has found joy and peace in obeying and in depending on my strength and in my glory alone. That is what the Word of God tells us. And we go on and on and on and on, the doctrine of salvation. And so much 
theological learnings that we can learn from this song. And I tell you, it will take months, weeks for us to re really, you know, study this. So I encourage you, let this not just be a devotional for us or a preaching for us. As we go home, go back. I love the preaching of R.C. Sproul. He said, if you want to have a life that is changed, print the song of Mary and put it in your refrigerator <laughs> so that you can memorize it every day. Because it is all about God. It is all about God. It is all about God. These are the things that we can dwell, we can get from this wonderful wellspring. So in conclusion, let us go back to this question. Kaya ko ba? From my inmost being, can I sing a song like Mary? Can I live a life of perpetual obedience to God? And the good news for us today, through the story of Christmas, is yes, yes, and amen. Not through the saints, not through Mary, but to Jesus alone. And there is no better way for us to answer these questions and that we can apply it but to look on to Jesus and to look back again to what the Scripture is saying. And I ask everyone to stand as I read to you Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. The very reason why Mary sang that first song of Christmas is this. Something must happen in the heavenlies. Jesus acted first. He humbled himself first. And he obeyed God's word first. Let me read to you the word of the Lord. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being full of accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambitions, my friends, or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only in his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus' lighthouse who though he was in the form of God, and this blows my mind, did not even count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a bond servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted Him, Jesus, 
and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Would you praise the Lord for a wonderful word for us today? So at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue and confess in this church, Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Would you give him praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, as we respond to your word, as we sing this song, may you speak to us. You who have humbled yourself. You who have emptied yourself. Even in the form, in the likeness of God. You did not even grasp the throne of God. loved the Father and in perpetual obedience you died on the cross for us. Continue to speak to us and minister to us Holy Spirit. The word of God. You were amazed of the story. You were awed by the very song of Mary and you were asking yourself Kaya ko ba yun? Meron ba akong And the answer is Yes. Christ died and rose again for us. But the altars is open now. Maybe like Mary, you can relate to her for years and years now or for months, I don't know. God has been calling you. Anak, obey me, follow me, and you will find such joy in me. And maybe just like Mary in the very few moments of her life as she listens to that wonderful angel, you were already contemplating. There's this struggle in your heart. But Lord, the sacrifices that I have to go through, I have to let this go so I can follow you. Maybe that's why are holding yourself back to follow the Lord. I don't know what it is. Maybe God has a mission for you to start and you're just delaying it. Maybe God wants you to stop something in your life. And maybe you're just weighing the cost. Altars is open. For there is joy when you follow the Lord. There is joy when you stand in brokenness with a contrite heart. The Word of God says that. For He will not dismiss you. He knows the cries of your heart, my friends. Maybe it's about your family, maybe it's about your business. Maybe it's about the ministry. Maybe it's about you starting a new season. I don't know. But for me, if I will look in my life right now, I tell you, I will be the first one to be in this floor. Because there is so much obedience that God is calling me in my marriage. Me as a father. Me as a child who is following Jesus Christ. There is so many things that God wants from us and we don't need to be afraid 
behold the God who spoke to Mary is the same God that will come back to us and he's not going to look for your accomplishments he's going to look of what you have become 33 years of God's faithfulness in this church, praise God. Seven years of God's vision to restore, to rebuild, to renew, praise God. But are we becoming more like His Son, Jesus Christ? If that is you, my friend, do not hesitate. As we sing this song again, come. Just come and stand. No one will pray for you yet. And just cry out to the Lord, your very heart. Lord, I want to follow you. I want to go all out for you because you went all out for me. You became poor so that I can become rich. You emptied the heavens so that I can join you with our Father in heaven. May you come. May you lift up your hands for the benediction. And again, it's also in the scriptures in number 6, 24 to 26. And this is my prayer to all of you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you lighthouse. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace as you humble yourself as you obey and as you grow in hunger of the word of god in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen amen god bless you see you next sunday as you go out you just hug someone and